So uh, one of our friends sent us an interesting bit of Fanon today. I love Fanon. Fanon is too good for us, for this world. (laughs) Um, So apparently, according to Fanon... I I feel like this is close enough to the truth that it can be accepted as truth. Okay. Accepted as truth. Rita Skeeter, Bellatrix Lestrange... We're in the same year at Hogwarts, both in Slytherin, meaning they were roommates. Roomies and BFFs. And I need that fan fiction. Yeah. That friend fiction. Yeah. I think friend fiction is something else. Oh. Don't send us friend fiction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know we really love you. It ain't our place to judge you. Your feelings get about it naturally. There's no point in hiding. So feel free to start confiding. If you need a good friend, you can count on me. You can count on me. Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. And I'm Kim. And this is Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them. It's a podcast about Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> Did I throw you off? I, I, thought, I, throw you I off? was like, I gotta undercut this as much as possible. <laughs> I wanted you to roll with it. Absolutely not. Oh, God. This Fine. is a podcast where we say no instead okay. of yes and. <laughs> it is the opposite of improvisation. This is an entirely scripted podcast. <laughs> Every time we do it, very scripted. We Did we write this bullshit ahead of time? Sure. Yeah. We have a team of writers. <laughs> this, uh, this podcast is actually backed by... Um... Don't say anything. No. <laughs> you know what? Say something. NPR. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> this is NPR. This is an NPR podcast. Great. Team of writers. Um, Great. Okay. So you had something to tell our listeners. Oh, yeah. So um, in theory, the fan fiction <laughs> that I've been writing and releasing on Patreon, I said that I would post it up on the internet at large. And I have been doing that just to uh, keep forgetting. And then I post it like a month late or then I said I would. But yeah. <laughs> in summary, I have a new fan fiction out. So if you want to go check that out, it's Harry slash Ginny. Uh, it's uh, kind of, I wanted to write something extra sweet because I was feeling disgusting. I don't know. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I don't know, whatever. So that's out. If you want to check it out, it's on fanfiction.net and archive of our own. And my username is Kim Fanatical in both of those places. Yeah, so. go read it. If you're not a patron on Patreon, you have yet to have access to that until now. So you can check so it out. I know there it. is at least one of our listeners who's reading through my fanfics. They're dropping me reviews on fanfiction.net. Aww. So shout out to you. Adorbs. You um, know who you are. Speaking of shout outs, we got some reviews to get to today. Reviews on reviews on reviews. Um, Shout out to Celeste who says that our humor is for all types of listeners. And if all types means people who love trash commentary, then yes, I agree. <laughs> Shout out to Jessica, who called us alternate universe versions of Fred and George. And I'm pretty sure I've said that other reviews have had the best compliments I've ever received, but this is actually (laughs) the best compliment ever. Thank you. Love it. 
Shout out to Astrid Zelma Friedrichsen, who laughed so much at the pod that their family thinks they're crazy. And uh, let me tell you, Astrid, I totally get where you're coming from. My family listens to the podcast and they think I'm crazy, too. Shout out to Malin MD, who says they've spent the last month binging. And I realize that this next bit is for sure a typo, but Sequoia and I can't stop <laughs> laughing about it. So they said they've spent the last month binging you gays. <laughs> so thanks for your review. <laughs> I love it so much. Shout out to Lass151515, who previously cringed while reading fanfic and says that we bring life and hilariousness to everything we read. I love this review because we do our best to um, have our readings do justice to the fix that we're reading. I love and fan fiction. I'm just glad that somebody is uh, discovering their love of fanfic through our dramatic readings. <laughs> uh, shout out to Seal GT who recommends against listening listening at work, and I would as well because you know your headphones will come unplugged and your whole office will hear me describing the Whomping Willow and Flying Car <laughs> getting it on. <laughs> Shout out to KAD 1991. Shout out to 1991. Babies, what's up? No. No. Um, (laughs) Who titled their review, I'm kind of obsessed with this, and uh, me too. I think our friends uh, kind of wish we'd stop talking about it all the time. We literally cannot stop talking about it, though. (laughs) Problem. Don't hang out with us. Shout out to Anna Magda, who says we're helping them get over their shame about loving fanfic, which is good because there is no shame here. No shame. No shame zone. No shame zone. (laughs) Shout out to Renee Blake, who sends us lots of love from the Netherlands. And we send lots of love right back to you and our surprising amount of Dutch listeners. Thank you. (laughs) Shout out to Trey Rina, who says they try to disguise their laugh at work as coughing so we're very sorry if we've made your co-workers think you're diseased <laughs> no one will shake this person's hand they're like why why do you cough why so much, do you cough so much? <laughs> uh thank you so much for all of your reviews we uh we were talking about this the other day we were talking about we were at lunch we were talking about how we go out to lunch sometimes yeah we're, we're friends in real life um we we're talking about how like our, how much we love our listeners and how we like say that a lot because but we because do. we do but it's just like so hard to get across what I how much I really mean that I guess I don't because know we're very insincere people <laughs> exactly like we're we're saying just some bullshit like yeah. 95% of the time yes um <laughs> But I was I was saying that um, you're going to get real here, aren't you? Yeah. Often like people will ask me like friends or my family or whomever will ask me like, hey, how's your podcast going? Like Cause we won't shut up about yeah, it. Yeah, because we won't stop talking about it. And they're like, "Uh, you know, like, how is it going? Like, is it successful? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of understand that what they want in response to asking me that kind of a question is like. We have 25,000 listeners or like we make blah, blah, blah amount of money, which is like not that's not even. Yeah, no, no. no. Um, And like while those things would be great, I I respond that it is successful because while I came into this process kind of wanting that like large amount of listeners and da, 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 da. I wanted to blow up. I wanted to blow up. Like there's nothing... I can't imagine how that would be better. 
yeah. than like having the listeners we have right now who are all Hagwig. <laughs> Which is great. Like, it's why are you guys weird. all the same? It's uh, amazing. Every, almost everyone that's tweeted at us has been Hagwig. <laughs> it's what so strange. What is that? I don't know what it means, but I like it. Yeah. And uh, that's true. I, release day is the, high, the highlight of my every other week. Yeah. Every time. It's the greatest day. I, I love, love it. I'm, I'm always so excited to get everyone's feedback on the garbage we've spewed. Mm-hmm. And I just like refresh Twitter like every two seconds, like the entire day, <laughs> um, just to see everybody's predictions. It's just like so much fun. And I just am like, yes. Yeah. I feel successful. Yeah. Oh, so nice. I have not gotten what I wanted out of this podcast. I came into this podcast with the express goal of driving you to insanity, Sequoia. <laughs> and I feel like I've not yet accomplished that. <laughs> My work uh, must continue. Yeah. <laughs> We still got stuff to do. We still got moves to make. Um, speaking of our wonderful listeners and our reviews and how much we love you guys and that you're all hagwig, um, <laughs> we have had we had our cannon sent to us twice in one week. In one week, like like two days apart. Yeah, um, we had Rebecca send it to us via email. We had Kevin. Tweeted at us. Tweeted at us. Awesome. And you know, I I appreciate that you guys have given up. Have on given us. up on me. Me specifically. <laughs> 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 that you still listen to and support the podcast, but know that I am no good for for my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes me feel like you really understand trust me. Us. Whoo. Okay. Well. Said everything we wanted to get now out. That we've, now that we've done that, we read Harry Potter fan fiction That's on this podcast. Correct. And before we read it, we make predictions. Correct. And I, I mean, I hate to have to bring this up right don't now. Talk to, don't um, talk to me. But I have 12.5 points and Jesus Kim has nine points. Ah. You can eat my shit. <laughs> Um, so I'm really hoping that today's <laughs> I'm really hoping I get four points today. No Somehow points today. out of three no, pred- predictions, no, I'm going to get four points. Um, so if you would like to play along in this game, as I said, release day is our favorite day. Predictions are one of my favorite things in this whole world. Um, you can tweet them at us. We also have people send them to us on Instagram Send them to us in whatever email fashion you or would whatever. Like. We are not getting messages shouted into seashells thrown into the sea, though. I would like to repeat that, Colin. <laughs> We're not getting those. <sighs> it's soliloquize. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, so you can tweet them at us, hashtag fanfic divination, or send them to us in any way that you want to get them to us. If you don't have a Twitter, we still love you. No. That's the only time I'm ever going to say that. (laughs) Tween at us. All right, here we go. If everyone is ready, the fanfic I have today is called Mm -hmm. Luna's Hobby. Mm -hmm. The genre is humor. Mm -hmm. The time period is post-half-blood prince. I don't like you. Very much. What is up? 
All right. Um, there will be a made-up magical creature, one that has not been listed in any canonical blah, blah, blah. Featured in the story? Featured in the story. Okay. Um, this story does not take place at Hogwarts at all. Great. And um, this fic will feature a physical gag in which somebody trips and or falls on top of something else. Cool. <laughs> I like it. All right. Cool. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so before we jump into this, I have a disclaimer. This story was originally nearly 4,000 words long. It's long for us. It is too long for one episode. Very, very long. So I have, this story, I've run it through three rounds of edits. I've been working on this story for like months (laughs) now. So I was like, I have to get this story onto the podcast, but it's so long. So I've gotten it down to 2,200 words, still a little bit on the long side, Mm -hmm. but so that's just to give you an idea, I did cut a lot of this story. And often we do run into these stories where, you know, they're long, but there's not actually enough there for more than one episode. Yeah. I didn't Um, feel like this was one that could sustain two episodes, so I just cut it all. I tried to pare it down to its essence while keeping as much of the humor intact. Right. Hopefully I succeeded. We'll see. All right. I'm excited. Let's Let's go. I love Luna. Jump in to Luna's hobby. Luna's hobby. One rainy afternoon, the summer before her sixth year, Luna quietly snuck her way down the stairs and began to put on her favorite rubbers. She was doing her best not to squeak as she made her way towards the back door. I don't have a xenophilius voice. Oh, jeez. What's a xenophilius voice? Don't fucking know. Okay. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to see what you're gonna do. Oh, this is this is a physicality. This is becoming <laughs> a physical, a physical bit. bit. Okay, I'll put them down. <laughs> okay. And just weird. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 no. Wait, I think wait, I, okay. I think I got no, I don't got anything. No. <laughs> just, oh wait, I'm gonna do it like a like a burnout hippie. Here we go. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no, good. And just where do you think you're going, little lady? Oh jeez, is that, that what was, burnout that? that was nothing. I wasn't don't it? think so. I think that was nothing. Okay, I think... let me try again. Okay. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> this is really getting into character over here. And just where do you think you're going, little lady? <laughs> this is why are you still snapping? Nothing. Is that a beatnik? What was that? That was that was a beatnik. Okay, that I gotta, was something. I got to push past this. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that, but we got to push past this. This is a long story. The concerned voice of her father startled the mischievous young girl. You're not going out in the middle of a flesh-eating storm. A flesh-eating storm. But there's nothing to do inside. We should really find you a hobby. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. But it's so it's, good. It's nothing. <laughs> it's not. There's no. <laughs> it's nothing. I don't know why it's was gone this, there. Was this what you expected out of the story when you started reading it? No. You're like, no, it's going to be really funny. <laughs> My xenophilius love good voice. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I didn't put any forethought into it or else I might have done something else. No, this show is scripted. 
I already have a hobby. Thank you very much. It's, is it going out into flesh eating storms? Frolicking naked in the rain is not a proper what the hobby. Fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go out nude into a flesh eating storm or whatever. That sounds whatever. like a great idea. Does it? Yeah. I mean, you don't have flesh, so. <laughs> I mean, we are both robots <laughs> built by NPR. <laughs> to do this podcast i'm crying so so much because i can't keep it together that's not what i meant she petulantly insisted i'm not doing any inflection (laughs) i'm a criminal mastermind oh my gosh i devise convoluted nefarious schemes yes why don't you work on one of those Instead of going out into the flesh-eating storm naked? don't do that. Cool. Luna sighed and frowned. You won't sign the waiver to let me get plutonium. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Luna's characterization in this story? (laughs) Fucking weird. You know, is she... I bet if she called up Severus Snape, he could get her some plutonium. (laughs) Gonna talk to your death secretary. Yeah, death secretary. Call him up. You can get plutonium. In his pocket. Yep. Luna, we've been over this. <laughs> Mr. Lovegood shook his head. If you can't remember to feed the dog, then how do you expect me to believe you're responsible enough for weapons-grade plutonium? Here's the thing, though. What's up? I don't buy that they have uh, anything as boring as just like a regular dog. No. No. There's no chance they actually have a dog. They don't have a dog. They don't have a dog. They've got something that... uh... There's no chance they have any pets. Neither of them could take care of a pet. Right. They have something that takes care of itself, but just sort of like lives in their general vicinity (laughs) and they call it theirs. Yeah, okay. That sounds right. (laughs) What if you tried making a nefarious scheme for one of those boys or girls you're sweet on? Perhaps that one with the hideously mangled forehead you're always talking about. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is this Luna slash Harry? I don't know. Is it? Did you? Did you? Did you give me a Luna Harry story? I don't know. Did you do that? Is that the point of this story? (laughs) Or is it going somewhere fucking bizarre? Yeah, no. I think the weapons grade plutonium is just going to get forgotten about. It's for a... It's for a present for Harry that's going to be totally anticlimactic. <laughs> sure, you could think that. That's sure. not where this no? is going. Okay. Ooh, Luna giggled. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for what that noise. That? Today is not going well for some reason. <laughs> no, it's going really well. I think it's going smashingly. Who's letting me do voices? <laughs> Good idea, Daddy. She turned and ran up the stairs. Just remember, no dating until you're 25. Mr. Lovegood called from downstairs. I need you to let me get through this section. (laughs) Okay, all right. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say anything. (sighs) Fiddlesticks, Luna commented idly to herself. Well, I suppose there's still unconditional sex. What the fuck is going on? Luna's not allowed to date. Oh, so she's just no strings attached sex is what she's getting at. And no sex either. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Lovegood amended from the floor below. Did she say that loud enough to be heard? Apparently. (laughs) No. Dude. (laughs) 
Phooey, Luna said, plopping herself down on her bed. No sex, hmm. <laughs> what is happening? If I were to throw sex out the window, then it would present a formidable challenge for my creative genius. I just hope the defenestrated sex doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the pun, I guess? Ah, uh, defenestration. Yeah, that's always <laughs> funny. <laughs> always good. Yes. Yes, this is going to take some really nefarious scheming. What is going to take nefarious scheming? Throwing sex out a window? No, how to get Harry to date her without unconditional sex and also without dating without her. Without dating her? Yeah. To get him to date her without dating her. Yes. Great. Yeah, and it will also take weapons-grade plutonium, No, that's, I think. that's done. That's no, we're done. done with that. We're, we're moving past no that. No more weapons-grade plutonium? She's got a new plan. Oh, jeez. Plans were tossed around in the mad yet brilliant young woman's mind. It was going to take some refinement, but she had been making a conscious effort to earn exclusive rights to the phrase, that's just crazy enough that it might work. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love oh that Oh, my God. Sentence. That's so good. Love it. It's just oh. crazy enough. I like, this story's funny. Mr. Lovegood sat back enjoying all the evil chortling, cackling, and squealing that filled the rest of the rainy afternoon in the Lovegood household. A passage of time. Shortly after Newt potions early in the school year. Professor Slughorn, Luna asked once all her classmates had left the room. The potions professor had been feeling nervous around Miss Lovegood since she had scared a vampire away from his Christmas party the year before. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, did this story start at the beginning of summer holidays? At some point during the summer holidays, yeah. Okay. I just uh, I just wanted to make sure mm -hmm. this plan has been has been, she's been thinking it, she's about been this thinking. for a while and now she's putting it into motion. Okay, great. Luna insisted it was merely idle conversation, but no one had seen or heard from Sanguini in months. <laughs> I love that. Mm. So funny. <clears throat> Miss Lovegood, he answered with a forced smile. What can I do for you? Don't talk Oops. to me. <laughs> Luna tilted her head to the side and asked, I have this friend with absolutely dreadful hair. And I was contemplating making a fake memory to persuade her to try a new style. I heard a rumor you were the resident expert on altering memories. Uh, what? Because he did the thing in the with the mm -hmm. memory, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Checks out? What's she trying to do? She's got a plan. Okay. <laughs> Who told you that? The knob goblins that live in the walls were quite <laughs> insistent you were the authority. Hey, what's a knob goblin? Uh. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Professor Slughorn paused uncertainly. Well, uh. Checks out. All right. <laughs> to craft a memory from scratch requires an imagination beyond most people's ability. But I suppose I could help you refine your memory. Would be excellent, sir. Here's Don't what think. I want to do. Oh no! You should not teach a student how to do how that. to do that. I mean, Slughorn is known for messing up in this particular area. That's true. Three weeks later, after much tutoring, Luna has finished making her memory. 
Luna hurried up the stairs to begin the next phase of her current oh nefarious God. scheme. <laughs> I love that it's called a nefarious scheme. Yeah, it's nefarious. She nearly plowed right into her friend as she turned the corner in front of the Great Hall. Luna, Ginny cried as she struggled to regain her balance. Luna twisted her body like a ninja, her center of balance never once wavering. <laughs> what is she? I love Luna in this story. What the fuck is happening? I think she might also be some kind of a trained assassin. Yes. Ginny, have I told you how wonderful your hair looks lately? She said from like a cat-like position on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ginny said and smiled. Uh, thank you. It's a new conditioner. The red suits you quite well, Luna said as she ran her fingers through it. If I were you, I wouldn't ever change it. I don't plan to, Ginny assured her. Nefarious scheme. Uh, what? Nefarious yeah, okay. scheme. The pieces that she's laying down the groundwork okay. for her plan. She she's created a new memory. Uh-huh. Ginny's hair is red. Yes. Great. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Excellent. Luna mumbled excitedly, rubbing her hands together. What? Nothing. I'll catch you later, Ginny. Part of her brilliant nefarious scheme was to make sure Ginny doesn't change her hair color. Yes. Dude. The fuck is going on? We're not even part way there yet. Yes. About a month later, sneaking away on a hot Jesus weekend. Christ. Plans move slowly, Sequoia. Best laid plans. Well, I'll be an ingrown toenail, the <laughs> goblin admitted in surprise. That's a goblin voice. Fuck you. <laughs> this proves your blood status. And of course, no ancient family would ever willingly share blood with an outsider. I would like to thank you for your unorthodox foresight. Most wizards wouldn't think twice about spreading their communicable diseases to goblins. But you were kind enough to gather your blood yourself. What? The fuck? If we're not considerate, Luna said, shaking her head, then we're no better than a Malfoy. What? Zing. Zing. <laughs> the plan. Okay. In motion. Okay. Ginny's hair is red. Yes. Luna's got some blood. I don't think it's hers. She's got some blood. She's got some blood. She's claiming it's hers. <laughs> it's proven her blood status. Blood status. Now that we've proven your status, what can we do to help you? Luna continued her carefully constructed deception. <laughs> I love how this is written. I don't want to make any withdrawals, but I was Ooh. hoping I might visit the family vault just to connect with the more personal items of my ancestors. As long as you're not withdrawing anything, you can go visit right now. Okay. <laughs> Luna cackled, unable to hold it in any longer. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. <laughs> Excuse me? The goblin asked in confusion. Oh, pardon me, Luna said, covering her mouth with a blush. Was Tickling she, my throat. She was covering her laugh with a cough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> <clears throat> 
very well. And may I once again thank you for not endangering us with our admittedly crude methods of drawing blood. How can you just trust that it's her blood when she just shows up with some blood? Because no one would willingly share blood in the wizarding world. Yeah. I doubt she got it willingly. (laughs) Whatever. She's a trained assassin. A couple of months later on Christmas break. Wait, what the fuck? She went down to a vault. Okay. Relaying the ground work. Now it's Christmas break? Man, she has really got this plan this has a, been like at least four months in the in the in the doing. At least maybe five. Yeah, six. When did they go back to school? Well, they don't go back to school until so September. September. So that's they, she true. might have she might have done, made the plan in August. But she's like very. There's a lot of commitment here. Oh yeah, Luna um, is not to be messed with. I like how she was just like, I'm bored and I'm gonna go naked outside into a flesh eating <laughs> storm. <laughs> And then instead, she, she plans what is likely to be a year-long... The greatest uh, heist ever. Heist. Is it a love heist? A love heist. <laughs> it is a love heist, you dude. Here we go. Things are about to start coming a together. Love heist. Okay, gotcha. Harry had been looking forward to his trip down to his family vault. Okay. To see if he had any good secret family weapons. <laughs> This this is this is uh in my mind this is taking place uh pre Rise of the Phoenix Lord and he's gonna go <laughs> find his swords. Shing <laughs> He'd been pleasantly surprised to discover he had a whole separate vault dedicated to centuries of Potter artifacts. Ooh. Shing shing. Shing shing, baby. <laughs> The sight of enormous mounds of coins off to the side didn't interest Harry, except perhaps to roll around naked in, because who wouldn't want to do that? Because <laughs> he's so rich. <laughs> <laughs> there were various old trunks and shelves full of curious objects that all looked very interesting. He saw piles of books, a few wardrobes of old clothing, a couple of fancy-looking swords and daggers, although swords. not as nice as the sort of Gryffindor, which he'd appropriated at the start of the school year. Oh, he just took it. That's his now. Okay, great. That's his now. (laughs) He appropriated it. (laughs) A couple hours in the room of requirement, swinging it around like a lunatic, (laughs) and he'd realize a magical sword was kind of nifty and all, but a bit on the lame side. Wow, Harry fucking sucks in this story. What a dick. (laughs) He was hoping to find some super secret Potter crossbow of doom. (laughs) Sword, lame. I want a crossbow. Crossbow. Maybe a poison-tipped dart-shooting belt buckle that responded to mental commands. (laughs) Oh, shit. Or even just a wand with a pen and a clock built in. (laughs) I want a wand with a pen and a clock built in. That sounds very... I think that would be, like, the ultimate birthday gift for Hermione. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Harry figured there had to be something cool down here. Then, something caught his eye. Oh, no. He walked over to a seemingly empty corner and began poking it with his wand. (laughs) That's how he does. (laughs) Harry realized that this corner of the vault was warded. If the Potter crossbow of doom was going to be anywhere, (laughs) Anywhere. (laughs) it'd probably be hidden back there. 
I want there to have been like uh like a a myth or a legend of some kind of about the Potter yeah. crossbow of doom. He's like drawing that from somewhere. Exactly. As opposed to just being like, mm, you know what might be in here? <laughs> what about a crossbow of doom? Hmm? <laughs> what if I just roll around naked in these <laughs> coins? <laughs> Sounds comfortable. <laughs> no. <laughs> Harry was immediately thankful for all the special training he and Luna had been doing. Oh, shit. She had suggested learning about blood wards. It was not a field of magic anyone should study on their own, considering any time you mess up, which Harry and Luna were prone to doing, you would need someone else to get you out of your own failed ward. The first sight of his blood had made him a bit nervous, considering a certain rebirthing ritual and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I'd want people to just take my blood. After that one time it After happened. That one time. And then Voldemort came back. Not great. Not great. Not great. Um, Look, we're getting, we're getting some. That was That's like a really elaborate way to steal Harry's blood. Yeah. Couldn't she just like knock him out? Well, so this takes some blood. There were two purposes to this. Okay, great. Yeah, because he's got to learn about the thing. Uh-huh. So then he knows it when he sees it and uh-huh. then pokes it with his wand a few times. Yes. To no avail. Yes. Great. (laughs) (laughs) But now Luna and he had both cut themselves and each other so many times. Oh, my God. That he never even paused at the use of his blood in magic. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not good. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. thing. (laughs) Blood magic is scary. Yeah. A couple of diagnostic charms later, and Harry realized he wouldn't even have to break the wards on the corner. The area was protected so that only potters could pass. And, even more curiously, it was restricted to the male gender. So there's a blood board that any male potter can get through. Yeah, because only dudes can wheel the crossbow of doom or whatever. Sure. No. That's not it. Harry cut open his hand and linked himself into the ward. It flickered to reveal a small pensive, sitting on a stool with a silvery memory floating ooh, in it. Ooh, I see, I see, I see, I see. The pieces. The pieces. Coming together. Coming together. together. She's about to go yeah, down. Okay, yeah, She's I want to know, I want to know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Harry's disappointment lasted for a few moments before he swirled the memory and saw a young man he immediately recognized as his dad. He's like, oh, stupid pensive. I wanted a crossbow. I mean, he's had some bad luck with those in the past. He has. He's seen some shit. He has. But, you know, he also didn't like his blood being taken, and now he just gives his blood to whomever. (laughs) (laughs) You want some blood? His father must have left this here, and for some reason, he didn't want his mom to know about it. Briefly considering some of the memories of his father that he had seen, Harry was slightly apprehensive. Yeah. But the fact that it was linked to all Potter men indicated he probably wanted Harry to know something. So, with barely a second thought, Harry descended into the memory. Here we go. Oh, here we go. In the memory. In the memory. James Potter looked haggard and freaked out. I'm telling you, she won't leave me alone. She's insane. Oh, come on, James. A younger and healthier looking serious black replied. Yes. How many voices can I do in one episode? 
You know you're just as crazy about her. It's in your blood. Everybody knows Potter men always fall for redheads. Oh my god. No, they don't. Potter men aren't attracted to redheads any more than anyone else, (laughs) James explained hastily. Oh no. It's just that determined, flat-chested redheads stalk (laughs) Potter men. It's like a family curse or something. Oh, stop it. Oh my god. Sirius shook his head. Your mom didn't stalk your dad. He's head over heels for her. Besides, Lily has a... Well, it's at least an average chest. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. serious. Serious. And dad's not head over heels for mom. It's love potions. And now I'm telling you, that's what Evans has been doing. Oh, my God. She's... This is the most elaborate plan to try to get him to think that... Uh, <laughs> we're getting there, we're getting there, oh we're getting there. Oh my god. Is there a punchline coming soon, Remus asked, because this really isn't that funny. <laughs> I Remus. love Remus. Try me, James said. Remus, you can probably smell the potion on my breath. I took it yesterday, but she didn't know I had swallowed a bezoar. It didn't counter everything, but it sped up the effects. You guys gotta help me. Oh my god. How did she... This is not... This is an entirely crafted... Yes. Mm, Okay. Remus moved closer and sniffed James's breath. Um, He turned to Sirius. I do smell a potion. James, sweetie! Oh, Jesus! Yes! (laughs) Lily! A voice called out from the next room. It's going to really undercut this. Oh, my God. The slim redhead walked into the room. Is everything all right? You guys gotta help me, come on, James argued in a whisper. Oh dear, Lily said with a soft smile. I was afraid of this. Oh my god. What? Remus asked cautiously. Lily shook her head. I was afraid he might have drunk one of my paranoia potions. I have been working on altering them to smell and taste better so that we can slip them to Death Eaters. I hope it hasn't been too bad for you, sweetie. Oh, my God. Lily smiled vindictively, promising him punishment very soon. Oh, my God. Guys. James looked at Sirius and Remus, (laughs) pleading for help. Oh, no. Oh. Come along, sweetie. Oh, no. Lily said, pulling James along with her. I've got an antidote in the other room. Oh, no. It's not an antidote. It's a love potion. Except this is an entirely crafted memory that never happened. Or did it? Oh my god, shut up. (laughs) Or did it? James dropped his head sadly and obediently followed, unable to completely fight the effects of the potion still in his system. Oh no. As soon as they reached the next room, Lily cast a privacy charm and shook her head. What am I going to do with you? I won't be taking any more potions from you, James said, lifting his chin defiantly as best he could. He struggled with the words and said... There's nothing you can say that will ever make me. Uh Uh-oh. Nothing, Lily replied, batting her eyelashes. No, nothing. I'm pregnant. Oh, no. No. That shit. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Got him now. Oh, God. Got him. Oh, God. Now, I think we both know what's in the best interests of our son, Lily continued softly. I think the best thing would be to get married as soon as possible and for you to drink your potion like a good future husband and father. James exhaled roughly, seeing no alternatives. 
you know you don't have any choice, sweetie, Lily said, patting him on the chest. As soon as you take your potion, you'll even stop being upset about this. Everyone will be happy, and you'll be just like your father. Wow. This is elaborate. We're almost this there. This is so elaborate. Almost there. We're going to seal the deal now. Oh, geez. Fine, James conceded, taking the potion she handed him. But you can bet your flat little arse I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure my son doesn't date any redheads. Oh my god. Whatever you say, sweetie. Oh my god. Lily agreed. (laughs) This is fucking insane. So good. James reluctantly swallowed the delicious concoction and let out a loud sigh. He looked over at Lily happily and smiled. I'm sorry I was so upset with you. That's okay, sweetie. Lily purred, hugging James back. Everything will be just fine. And very soon, the royal ginger family will produce a freckled female (laughs) offspring again. Once one of those lands the Potter Man, the gingers will rise up and rule the world again. Hobby is nefarious. Oh, nefarious. This is very nefarious. It really is. So evil. Wow. So excellent. So evil. <sighs> okay, let's wrap it up. Harry fell out of the pensive and sat there numbly in disbelief. <laughs> you should be. You should be. Just be a little like be a little skeptical, little buddy. Well, you know, he did believe the um the stories about the Potter crossbow of doom. Yeah. So you really can't. Yeah, this oh, one's not oof. not batting with uh... <laughs> <laughs> this Harry. Harry. Yeah. Today's Harry is today's uh, Harry is uh, a few crayons short like of a crayon box. He lost a lot of <laughs> blood. <laughs> he has lost a lot of blood. You guys. <laughs> he wants some blood. I got some blood here. <laughs> How about some coins? I don't really want them. (laughs) It couldn't be true, could it? But it all made so much sense, especially why the memory was here and protected from Potter women. After thinking it over carefully, Harry decided that from that moment on, he would do everything in his power to make sure that his dad was always proud of him. The end. (laughs) What? The end? Ah, the end! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maniacal laugh maniacal laugh um what the fuck was that <laughs> it was uh I just, luna's uh, hobby. hobby listen okay so here's the thing luna like you got this whole nefarious plan that had to be uh, executed over a span of many many months mm-hmm. um, and included taking a lot of harry's blood <laughs> And and we don't even get and all you got out of it was he's not gonna date Jenny. That's enough for Luna. That's enough, right? Because she can't actually date him or have no strings attached sex with yeah. him. Yeah. So. so as long as he's not boinking Jenny, you know, fair game. 
Wow. Game on. Her and Draco. <laughs> Neither of them's a redhead. Exactly. Yeah, there could have been more. There could have been more laying the groundwork uh, for the for relationship. Luna. Yeah. You know, that's not an important part of the plan. I, You know what I think? You know I what? think the story's over, but plan's not done. Yeah. Does kind of. Plan is not, has yeah, not been completed. Yeah. You know? Maybe that's where the plutonium comes in. <laughs> no, I want to know what the plutonium was for in the first place. But for whatever. A real heist instead of a love oh, heist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love heist. <laughs> Love heist. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, that is what she did. And she 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 exhibited a lot of power, you know, like this whole blood magic thing. Mm-hmm. Very knowledgeable, very about powerful. Blood. Very knowledgeable about blood. Um, I liked how that goblin was just like, yep, this vial of blood that you've given me, everything checks out. Oh, fuck. Wow. Um, that was cool. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That was really fun. I wanted fun. to do I that story that. so bad. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we'll just have to find more opportunity for you to use your killer Xenophilius love good wowie, voice. Wowie, that one's never coming back. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. And I think that we should so bring I it can... back as soon as possible. Just... Really, not, it went somewhere. You you made a decision. It went somewhere, and I couldn't control it. Couldn't reel it in. Couldn't reel Could it. Not. I don't know. Get that under control. I don't really. I couldn't tell you where it went. <laughs> oh, somebody help me! What a man. <laughs> Maybe you've lost a lot of blood. Have you been doing blood magic? When haven't I been doing blood magic? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, my brain is so full of things. Man. Then what is Xenophilius? Xenophilius can't possibly be actually running the Quibbler. He's an assassin, too. Mm, you think? I think he's got some shit going on as well. You think he's the one that trained her if she didn't yeah. just like spring into being like this? Yeah, because he's like, oh... My good old daughter up there cackling and maniacal laughing and I making mean... up a little little scheme, a little plot to <laughs> do a love heist. Because he was literally like, do something nice for somebody you got a crush on, but don't date them and don't have sex with them. <laughs> like what was what was supposed to have like what was the what was the point? I love the part where she <laughs> where she like doesn't fall over and she twists around like a ninja. Like a ninja, yeah. This is like <laughs> so Luna. weird. I love it. Who is Luna today? She's uh <laughs> teaching Harry the ways of the assassin. Mm. After he fell out of the pensieve, he found his two shorts, Shang Shang. Mm-hmm. Luna wasn't in that story, was it? That was an older one. Yeah. Um Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, um Luna's got to call up death secretary at some point. Yeah, right? This Luna fits very well into our established podcast canon. <laughs> does she? She does. This fits very well. Do you mean into the pocket change canon or our 
our canon. Our canon. All our of canon it. is a disaster. Um, I've it, realized upon reading through the lists. Did you also read that the Rebecca sent us a like a paragraph format of it no. where it's all put together as though it were one story? Oh no, no, I didn't read that. That's gotta. We're gonna. We gotta put that. We're gonna put it on the website or something. Yeah, because that'll, that'll, that has it to needs go to be. You all need to understand what we've done. Um, by just willy nilly, sort of saying some some poop garbage, <laughs> saying some trash, and then being like, "Cannon, <laughs> Greg's gonna be as big as the sun." <laughs> as big as the sun, and you know what's canon? What? The Luna from the story, <laughs> adding it yeah, to right. the canon. Fine, there it because is. Because it fits so well in an already very well formatted canon. All right, where um, are we at? What? Where are we at? Oh, we got to recap the predictions. Oh, um, would you count your first prediction as coming true? I we said a, we got a mention of it, but, it, but it's, it's it was not, not like featured. Featured in the story. No, okay. I would say that that does not count. Cool. I did not get any points. Um, Luna and Ginny did run into each other, meet cute style, but neither of them fell down. Right. So that I also would say no. I would say no. I would and say I was close. Part of the story did take place at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So close, if you'd said no two people run into each other, meet cute style, <sighs> almost. Close. I was so close, fam. Okay, so I did not get any points, but that's fine because I'm still... for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Help we'll see. me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's time for Quick Quick Fix. What if we do that different every time? We have it's been. So good. Um, so uh, my Quick Fix today is called Things That Happen in the Broom Shed. And it's an entire... No, no. We can't talk about the broom shed. It's an entire story written from the point of view of the broom shed. (laughs) Um, I feel like there are a lot of listeners that are like, get upset whenever they hear broom shed. Exactly. And I think that this is why it stuck out to me so much. (laughs) <laughs> because in a Harry Potter world where the broom shed is sentient, wow. see some shit. Wow. <laughs> That's not great. Yeah. Um, so many people enter the, the broom shed and have conversations and then leave that uh, really like have no business taking place, place in, in a broom, broom shed. shed. Um, Mr. Weasley and Dumbledore no. and no. Professor Snape. No. <laughs> That would happen in Dumbledore's office. Um, Good try. They meet up in the broom shed. To make out. And um, (laughs) they talk about how uh, they suspect that the Dark Lord is controlling Fudge. Cornelius Fudge. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, And then Pansy is hiding in there and Draco is hiding in there. Uh, And they overhear this conversation. Were they making out? Um, Who was they making were out? not making out. Ron and Hermione make out oh. in, in the in the broom shed in this story. Okay. But there's a ball happening that the broom shed can see because the ball takes place outside by the broom shed. <laughs> 
what is this (laughs) story? There's a girl named Yvonne and Leslie and they're Cho's friends. Mm -hmm. And Cho talks about... um, They make out... (laughs) No, they talk about how one of them wants to make out with Dennis Creevy. I'm sorry. And it's very weird. They're like five years older um, than Dennis. Harry's like, yeah, I'm going to this dance with Cho because they leave. And then Harry, Ron, and Hermione show up in the broom shed um, and talk about Harry's going to go to 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 this dance with Cho. The dance dance is taking place outside the broom shed. Yeah. Um, And then Ron and Hermione, he leaves and Ron and Hermione make out. And then the broom shed's like, I I knew those two were meant to be together. Um, (laughs) anyway, what happens with Draco and Pansy overhearing a conversation like that? Nothing. Nothing. Good. (laughs) Um, they talk about Dean and Seamus talk about coming to the broom shed and they don't make out, which is just really upsetting. And then (laughs) they talk about how Trelawney is like following Snape around trying to get him to dance with her. Get him to make out with her in the broom shed. In the broom shed. Um, uh-huh. And then, then that's like basically it. Great, I guess. Yeah, there we go. I found that. That's my quick. Wow, one. what? <laughs> that wasn't terribly quick either. <laughs> no, there's a. That's a weird one. There you go. I found that for you. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Rex Zone. <laughs> Today, I'm going to be recommending a nice Marauders story because of what I did. Okay. Yeah. 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 This one's called Daddy Padfoot, and it's a cute story about serious pranking new dad, James. Oh. So that will be up in the description of this episode along with on our website www.fanaticalfix.com you can also find our story submission form on our website send us all your favorite fan fictions yep we will read them I don't, I'm not sometime within the next really 50 defeated. years I'm not, I'm not looking at the <laughs> multiple hundreds of thousands word long fix that you keep sending me <laughs> we will read those we just are reading the shorter ones First. But do send them to us. We want them. We still want them. They don't make me nervous every time they come in. They don't make me. Yeah, my heart doesn't just like speed up. <laughs> it's fine. Also on our website, you can find all of our merchandise. Yep. There it is. Great. It's you cool. are so good at selling our merchandise. I should just I should let you do it every time. <laughs> um, if you want to tweet at us. We have social media accounts that you can do that <laughs> to at we, about. We have Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Fanatical Fix. And if you have any longer thoughts or would like to write out our canon in an entire story format, our email is fanaticalfix at gmail.com. Do that. Do that. Continue everyone. to do that. <laughs> 
if you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to help out this podcast, there are a few ways you can help out this podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook. We'll shout you out at the top of the episode. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time you sing, it's like I it's like I have a, a, it's a victory for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's more pain for everyone. Actually. It is. <laughs> Um, trick your friends into listening to our podcast. Trick your friends 2019. Um, <laughs> we have a Patreon where you can uh, support the podcast, get some merch, uh, do uh, check out some bonus audio content, bonus written, written content, content. I guess um, there's no new stuff on there. We're getting we're getting there, man. Listen, oh man. We, we're uh, you know who we are. Thank you. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Thanks to the Whomping Willows. For our theme song, it is their amazing song, Wolfstar. Bye. Bye.